In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text is our epistle reading from St. John's letter to the seven churches, Revelation chapter 6, verses 7 to 8. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If the previous horsemen weren't bad enough, the final horseman certainly completes this terrible four. Riding a pale horse, that is the color of someone who is sick, often a light green color, comes death. When one's blood pressure decreases, anemia sets in. Or there's an immune response to illness. Any of these three things happen, people become paler. Such paleness serves as a warning that something is not right in the body. Whether it be illness, trauma, or the fear of death, our bodies respond by going pale. Since life is in the blood, it seems only appropriate that death is represented by a color where blood is lacking. When this pale, ghostly green color comes, this horse is bringing and carrying death to our door. But not only is death riding out to kill a quarter of the people, the grave is following behind death. Death is working to fill the grave. This is the beneficiary of the fourth horseman. In fact, the grave is the beneficiary of all four horsemen. Each of them end up bringing trouble and finally death upon us. But this is the fruit of our sin. As James 1.15 says, desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death. Our desire to be like God, to steal what belonged to God, brought forth sin, and sin bears the fruit of death that lands us in the grave. But God has only released on us what we deserve. He has given us that for which we really asked. If we are to be like God, we must be able to create and preserve life. We must be able to master these horsemen. But we cannot. And so we get what we deserve for our arrogance in claiming that we could. We get God's wrath. He releases death and the grave upon us. And we can do nothing about them. We try to fight and avoid it all we can and want. But when death comes knocking, we don't have the power or ability 
to stop it. We can only forestall it for so long, but eventually it overtakes us and we die. This is just what Jesus told us would happen before he came. He warned of nations rising up in war and dominance over each other. He warned of earthquakes, famines, and pestilence. He warned of persecution and the world coming apart. Death is coming, and it has come upon us. We earned God's wrath. It's the wages of sin. The most recent pestilence, COVID-19, is just one example of death riding forth and killing many with his might. But notice two things. One, death is limited. He cannot kill all people. He can only wipe out a fourth. Human beings remain. There is no mass extinction. But what comfort is that? I mean, first, you have those who have died, and then you have those who will die. Both are ravaged and harmed by death, whether physically, mentally, or emotionally. There's little consolation here, except that it shows that while God is angry because of our sins, God doesn't want our end or our destruction. He doesn't want to wipe us out, at least not completely. No, rather, he wants us to see death and to look to the one who will come and overthrow death. Jesus doesn't end on a note of fear, but of great expectation and joy. He tells us to look for his advent, to look for his coming. For the Son of Man will ride in and destroy death. He will overturn death. He already defeated death by dying and rising, and soon he will come and cast death into hell. At his advent, he will forever end death's reign and put it under his feet. And on that day, when Christ comes, we will look up and see our Redeemer, and we will rejoice. The dead will be raised, and those who have been buried with Christ will live forever. Here is our joy and hope, the very hope seen in the account of a man who was buried in the grave with the prophet Elisha. That man who was buried with the prophet rose to life. He rose from the grave. So too you who have been buried with Christ in baptism will rise to eternal life on that last day. Neither death nor the grave can hold you. Their power is overcome, for you have been buried with the greatest prophet, the one to whom all the prophets pointed, the very Son of God in human flesh, Jesus. So while death is riding forth right now, even, our Lord has ridden into Jerusalem for us. He came into our world to face death itself. 
He was born to fight this fight. He was born to face what we deserved and by his death to overcome death and sin. And he did. He won. And now, very soon, he will come again, bringing the fullness of his kingdom and reign. He will forever overthrow death. And we will rejoice that our Lord and God has delivered us from our sins and all its fruits. And he has given us a kingdom where death no longer rides. Come, Lord Jesus, come. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord until that day. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.